This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning! The following podcast contains adult language, adult content, weird and unusual stories that all happen to be true. We didn't start this war on safety, but we're going to fight that safety war and we're going to win it. Warning! Warning! You are about to hear a Jim Pozel mega rant. You've been warned. Be the leaders that we need to be. Take that servile attitude and be empowered. You have the knowledge. You have the backbone. Get it. If you don't have it, get the backbone. So this is going to be a little bit different and maybe getting back to our roots here. Right? We've gotten away from our roots here on Safety Wars. Today, the Safety Show. Today on Safety Wars. I'm going to share a story about a visit to my medical provider. I have a very important question later on and some comments on this. We've all been on jobs, especially if you grew up in the hazmat industry like I did, where there's a perception of little or no risk, and we seem like we're overprotected, which translates into wearing loads of PPE for no apparent reason. No apparent reason to the untrained and inexperienced but in reality, we're protecting ourselves from likely potential hazards. We have it go the other way too. There is no respiratory hazard at all, by any means we can measure, calculate, speculate on, or anything else. Or we're using the wrong PPE, and what happens in the end? We lose credibility, nobody wants to deal with us, right? We deal with that all the time. Yeah, you know, everybody makes a bad call every once in a while. That those uh, work modes that we talk about in previous episodes, now everyone there's an error rate. Sometimes they make an error, but usually you can recover and everything else. Now let's talk about COVID. Right, you can recover from that previous situation because nobody gets hurt, right? Now let's talk about COVID. Right, I've been wanting to say this for a long time here, but you know what? I've been holding back, but we can't hold back anymore. We've had conflicting information from day one. Whether it's on masks or respirators, social distancing, you name it, there's conflict. There's inconsistencies. Right now, in a lot of our workplaces, a lot of our organizations, in our lives, in our setting, everywhere where we go, we're putting on what I call the safety show. What's the safety show? The show we put on just to look like we're looking safe and we're being safe. And it's doing Jack Gouveno. All right? You know what that means if you're a listener. It looks good. Maybe we get minimal protection out of it. I'm going to tell you about the trip to my doctor's office. Now, let's back up. We know that safety is not the absence of hazards. Zero accidents, zero illnesses, zero injuries, zero, 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 zero. We know that the modern definition is the presence of safeguards. Modern definition, how do these safeguards that we talk about work in a COVID world? We have vaccinations, obligatory medical screening, including temperature checks, questions, maybe something else, I don't know. Things happen with doctors, medical situations, socially distanced, we wash our hands, 
The medical facility I go to, immaculate. I tell you what, you could probably eat off the floor. Seriously. We have medical treatments available. More are on their way, thank God. We try to stay home if we're sick, we're not feeling well. And of course, the masks. I'm gonna tell you the truth, I don't wear a mask. And you say, what, Jim, you don't wear a mask? Come on. No, I don't wear a mask. I always wear a filtering face piece respirator. Either a NIOSH certified N95 respirator or an FFP2 European certified or rated respirator without the valve on it. So I'm not putting viruses in the air if I'm infected. So all these respirators, N95, FFP2, KN95 from China, we're told that they're pretty much all equivalent to each other. And they've had, uh, they verified that through scientific testing and everything else. The powers that be, they're all the same pretty much. And by the way, as long as they don't have exhalation valves, we're good. If I was exposed to bodily fluids in a medical setting, maybe, I would obviously need more protection, like an N95 surgical mask with the liquid rating on it from ASTM, or some kind of a face shield or something like that. Okay, I'm okay with wearing masks, and that's the requirement of where I'm going, like a medical facility that has sick people, at-risk people, others that need some type of protection from me or I need it from them. And I also wear them around areas that I don't feel comfortable with. I have my family mask up all the time. I took my father in Atlantic City a couple weeks ago. We had a great time at the crafts tables. We were in masks. That's the way it is. I wasn't comfortable with some of the situations I saw there. We were in close quarters, everything else. Indoors. So I'm headed over to my medical facility this week. This is what happened, true story. By the way, they're getting a copy of this. I walk in after the temperature check with a nice lady. She was like a greeter at Walmart. They make sure I have an appointment. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Right? It's a huge campus that they have. They hand me an imitation surgical mask and tell me to wear it where I can't see my doctor. It looks like a surgical mask, but it's really one of those cheap imitation, low quality things that you get at, let's say, a a uh, discount store, maybe a warehouse, home improvement store for like five bucks for 50 of them. There's an imitation. I say, you know, just to let, you know, you know, I'm wearing a, like a rated mask here. Like offers me a lot more protection from that. Why are you asking me to put on something that has less protection than what I already have? And by the way, you get more protection just as much protection because it's a rated mask. We know this. Last year I went through this and they had to change their guidance there. I think because of me and maybe some other people can complain. And so you can wear that mask, but you have to put this one over it. So now what have I just walked into? It's called the safety show. That's what I walked into, the safety show. I tell the lady, and I reiterate, well, you gotta wear this, sir. Okay, I gotta go, doctor's appointment, I gotta go. I put the mask on, and I go with the flow on a pro forma basis, and just, hey, I got I got somewhere I gotta be. 
Now, here's the whole thing. Have you ever been in an organization or a situation where you've had to post something that's less safe just to go along with the program? Whether it's PVE or a procedure or maybe uh, you're reading a script and everything else. Everyone knows it's a script and everything else. Now, I understand the liability. Just this week, there was a lawsuit filed in Wisconsin where a child got sick and the school was allegedly not following CDC guidelines. Therefore, the parents believe that the school is liable for their child's illness. The illnesses allegedly spread to other family members and everything else. Now, I hope everybody made a full recovery here, but this kid was wearing a mask. They didn't say what kind of mask, but he was, I'm, I'm assuming it's one of these imitation masks. Imitation respirators, I'm sorry. So the school was not following safety procedures, their own procedures. And if you're in a workplace, you don't follow your own procedures. And you have any type of injury, including COVID, you could potentially be liable. And by the way, COVID does not have an exemption as of today, October 14, 2021. It's got to go on the OSHA 300 log, unlike a common cold or the flu. So now, you know, you're not following the CDC guidelines, right? My family member and me got sick, now you're liable. Now, even if this is dismissed, what do you got to do? You got to spend money on time and litigation. Even if you win, you lose. I'm going to translate. Even if you win, you lose because you're at money and time and moral hazard and everything else. Here's my point here. One of my points. Do we make recommendations and rules in our organizations that we know are baloney? There I said it. They won't reduce injuries, illnesses, or anything else just to put on the safety show for everybody. I tell you what, you pull this crap a couple of times, especially in the organizations I deal with, you're not going to be there too long. It undermines you, the situation, and now let's see contradictory and ineffective information. That's what we've been, bar been bombarded by. Now, people trust the movement here on the internet, on TikTok. I have a, a neighbor whose daughter has uh, been tested at like 150 IQ, but whatever that TikTok says, she's going to listen to it. Whatever YouTube says, oh, we're going to listen to it. A year ago, I came out with a video before all of this on respiratory protection. Well, hell, what a... I, I, no, he's been doing this for 29 years. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I've been doing it for 29 minutes on YouTube. I looked something up. Oh, you know, this is the stuff. Maybe all this contradictory information is adding to our societal disruptions. Everybody's at each other's throats. We actually had a couple, uh, no, a couple of weeks ago, a colleague of mine had, more accurately, a situation where people... We're getting beat up on account of these procedures, physically. Beat up. Wait until we this uh, emergency regulation comes out, if it comes out. We're in for a ride if you're a safety person. Make sure you have your life insurance paid up. Make sure you have your will. Because I tell you what, people are going to get killed over this, or their careers are going to be ruined for enforcing these rules. What's your organization going to do? Maybe you got to get that in writing, like I was talking to Sheldon Premis the other day. 
Hey, get everything in writing. Right? That podcast is coming out in a couple of weeks. We've been doing this. This is the beginning of last year, and the things are not getting better. They're getting worse. The workplaces are getting more acerbic, people, negative, and everything else that I visit. So what do we do here? What should have been done, right? We can't go about what should have been done. What can we do now? So what do we do in the future? you got to be honest with people. Don't treat them like idiots. That might be the right way to go rather than issuing rules and making policies for show. Especially these policies that give no protection at all or minimum. Maybe and maybe they gonna get a sense of security, put them into arms. Maybe we and let make us look like idiots. Maybe we should be honest with the people. Explain what the respiratory protection is. And everything else. Here's something to consider. I consider myself pretty well-informed. I used to be a news junkie. Since COVID came in, I'm not a news junkie anymore. I don't, I watch the news, it aggravates me and I leave. You wouldn't rely, well, let, let me ask this. You're sick. You have a health issue. Your child has a health issue. Are you gonna go to a safety professional for that? What, or are you gonna go to a medical doctor. Chances are you're gonna go to a medical doctor, I would hope. Well, now, nowadays people go to Dr. Google and Dr. Facebook and Dr. TikTok. And Dr. TikTok is the latest one on the scene. I don't know, maybe I'm out of date on that. You wouldn't go out there and ask a safety professional for medical advice, would you? Okay, now here's the question. Medical providers, highly trained, highly educated. Hopefully yours is very competent, like mine are. Maybe have good insurance and everything else that goes into it. How much respiratory protection training has a doctor had, a typical doctor? Maybe they've had the right to know stuff. Maybe they've had, hey, medical procedure with bio-level safety. If they're working in a bio-level safety for a lab or something like that, okay, great. But you're not going to go for the safety professional medical advice. Why are we going to a doctor for advice on respiratory protection? Either this is a real hazard or not. This is a real hazard. 700,000 people dead. At a per certain point, someone's got to say something. Why are we going to... We have to ask ourselves, as a society, am I going to go to a safety professional with 30... It uh, doesn't have to be 35 one year of experience dealing with respiratory hazards what's safe what's not safe what's this what's that? what are we going to do are we going to go to that person to talk about respiratory hazards biological safety or the highly trained credential people in this field been dealing with it all their careers or are we going to go to a medical doctor which one come on this is what the questions we have to ask why have these networks? Why have the CDC, Dr. Fauci, I don't care who it is, how come they haven't said, you know what? We're gonna turn over this meeting for 15 minutes, and even Governor Cuomo. We're gonna turn this over to a certified industrial hygienist to try to explain to us what, we're, what we need to do, what our goals are. 
what the limitations are. This person has been experienced in 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is, board certified, highly credentialed, highly studied person in all this stuff in science. Let's have him or her go up there and explain things. Well, I mean, that, that, that might be good. Or, hey, let's go with a certified safety professional. A certified safety professional is an expert on managing people, managing threats to the uh, workplace, and you know, um, some public health stuff. So let's try to get that person in there. I know the public health service is loaded up with CSP and CIHs. We know that. Can't get those people up there to maybe explain things? Hey, this is what we need to do? There's not one charismatic person out there willing to do that ever? Come on. Sick of it. 700,000 people dead. And this is what we're going. Millions worldwide. And here we are, wasting time, wasting money, looking like a bunch of whack jobs out here. Servile. Yeah, go back to your servile safety professional. We have an opportunity here, people. We have an opportunity to go out there and be the leaders that we're called to be. We have the responsibility, God-given. If you don't believe in God, then from nature, whatever it is you believe in, has given you an opportunity, and has given you knowledge, and has given you resources. Have backbone. That's what my message is. So these are some of the questions and some of the thoughts I've had here, right? On this, the 20th anniversary of the anthrax cleanups, where we've had an issue with a biological issue, it seems like every two or three years, and nobody could get this stuff together. I can't wait for the comments to get on this, right? These are some of the questions that we got to answer here. Some of the stuff we have to confront. Be the leaders that we need to be. Take that servile attitude and be empowered. You have the knowledge, you have the backbone, get it. If you don't have it, get the backbone. Now we have a choice. We're gonna continue supporting what we know is wrong. This safety show that we're putting on. We're gonna let other people call the shots or we're gonna to have to take, be the leaders here in our society. Be that leader that you need to be. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzl. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.